Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week, the habits of poor people. Trigger warning. Now, look, today we're talking about the habits of poor people. Now, we're not intrinsically talking about poor people. We're talking about probably a lot to do with mindset, would you say, Mike? Yeah, and we're using the word poor because I want you to click on this. I want you to watch it so you don't make these mistakes. We're not trying to put anyone down, but these are common mistakes that we see people make. I would also argue that there's people who are actually making quite decent money who still have have habits of a poor person as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so where should we start, Mikey V? Yeah, look, uh, where we always start, lack of budget and living beyond your means. Yeah, look, if you do not know what is happening with your money, you are going to be a slave to the corporation for the rest of your life. Yeah, and we say probably, I'd say 20% of people actually have a really good grasp on just what their fixed expenses are. And that is the the fundamentals of how you manage your money. You've got to know what your fixed expenses are for your household budget. Funny you say the 20% thing. I've now split people into three categories around how they spend the money. There's the 20% that know where their money is going. There's the second group who say they know where their money is mm. going, but they really don't. And there's the third group who say, I need help. Now, if you are in the 80%, if you do not know how to spend your money, uh, how to save your money, where your money is going, you're just going to be like on the treadmill of life forever and never get where you want to get to. Yep. So the next one, lack of financial education. Well, I wonder, Mike, I wonder, is there a way that the people could educate themselves? Yeah, and look, People have different degrees of uh, literacy around finances and all of that comes from, uh, you know, your parents, uh, you know, schools don't really teach you too much about like uh, budgeting, household expenses, tax, uh, you know, growing wealth. So it's not surprising that people don't have a really good grasp on their finances or financial literacy, but there are ways you can definitely upskill and this is something you can do for free. Yeah. And for those out there who uh, have kids, it's one thing about how, what you say, but the other th- really thing is what you model. And I promise you, if you are the person who lives beyond your means, the person who has the credit card, the person who is trying to keep up with the Joneses, highly likely chance your kids are going to follow those bad habits. Um, now, if you're thinking about how do you f- educate yourself, I think one of the challenges right now, Mike, is there's almost too much information. Mm. There's people selling their crappy courses. They get rich quick scheme people don't have the uh commitment and the consistency with their plan yeah so look money fundamentally is not very complicated if you watch 10 episodes of checks and balances you're going to get a pretty good idea of the things that you need to do there's so much free information out there but if you just the other thing that happens everybody tries to do everything straight away yeah we want to do everything overnight it's all about building blocks you do not go from um an absolute financial noob to knowing everything overnight and becoming Warren Buffett. First step, budget. Second set, step, set up some goals. Third step, build an emergency fund. And you build momentum over time. Yeah, and that actually re- leads us really nicely into our next piece is no emergency fund. I didn't even mean to do that. Oh, look, people who have no emergency fund, just it like makes my skin crawl. And yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, a lot of people are like, I can't afford an emergency fund. Every penny is spent every time that the paycheck comes in. Okay. Uh, but if you can, you should be saving some money as an emergency fund for when life goes wrong. Not if, when life goes wrong, because it will. 
Yeah. And the problem is if you don't, there's so many problems with not having an emergency mm. fund. One is you are asking for trouble. Something's going to go wrong at some point in your life and it hasn't already. It's probably going to go wrong really, really soon. But if you have no like money aside for when things go wrong, what happens is you get into bad debt habits. Mm. And then once you get into these habits, it's very hard to get out of them because of yeah. high interest costs. So you need to be saving three to six months worth of uh, expenses as an emergency fund, making if you don't trust yourself, put it somewhere where it's hard to get hold of, but still, but still liquid. Really, really important. Like before you have the shares account, why would you invest money before you have the comfort and the knowledge that if something goes wrong, you're going to be okay? Yeah. And look, it's not sexy advice, right? If we're at a barbecue and you're like, Mike, look how much money I made in my shares account on this stock. I'm not going to be like, look at how my, my emergency fund's building. I've saved four and a half months. I'm almost at my goal of six months. But you know who the, the better person is out to us? It's me because I'm the one putting the foundations in place, the building blocks. So when the market turns and James James loses all of his money on his sharesies, I'm the one that still has my cash. The thing I took from that is you think you're a better person than me? I am. Triggered. <laughs> Don't call me poor. Um, high interest debts is the next one, which yeah. links very well into the emergency funds. Look. If we spoke to all of the people that have ever taken on a credit card, an afterbay account, a car loan, a personal loan, anything like that, do you think they took on the debt going, you know what, I'm going to take this on for a little bit of time, but, you know, the interest costs aren't going to get out of whack. I'm going to manage it well. I'm going to pay it off over a period of time. Mm. Of course, everybody thinks like that. The reality is these in these accounts, these debts are set up for a reason that they you pay interest and they make money. They are predatory by nature. Yeah, and credit cards, a very profitable book for banks. And everyone says to me, oh, Mike, but I love the points. Just crap. Oh, Mike, but I get, I get free travel insurance when I go overseas. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, but I'll pay it off every month. I'm like, yes, you might. But for every one of you, there are 50 who don't pay it off every month and it's clicking at 22% interest. Yeah, and then for everyone that doesn't pay it off, who says they're paying it off, there's the people who, oh, I forgot this odd one and I just had this one off interest cost payment and all of those sort of things. And it's funny how often I talk to people, I'm like, have you got any credit cards out? Yeah, I got this one and this one. And then I go through their accounts, I'm like, what, what is this? They're like, oh, it's this other credit card. It's got three grand sitting on it. I forgot about that. I'm like, you forgot about it? Yep. You know you didn't. You're putting your head in the sand. You know it's there. You're making the repayments. You're just not paying it off. Yeah. And the other thing that's happening in this recessionary environment is what's happening? People are missing their payments more and more. Mm. These numbers are increasing. It ain't getting better. It's getting worse. And if you go to me, well, I do pay it off every month or I have afterpay accounts. It is bad money habits. It is a poor mindset to be thinking, I'm going to buy something that I haven't saved for. You want those new pair of shoes? Go save the money before you buy it. It's a very bad habit to get into to pay for something before you've saved up the cash because you will naturally spend more money than you would if you saved up for it. I don't know, man. You could use a new pair of shoes. Anyway, kick, hey, one. we're in a recession. <laughs> Lack of financial goals. Look, we're talking about some really fundamental uh, building blocks of a financial plan and your financial future here, but having clear goals knowing where you want to go and then knowing like this is what I've got to do to get there is absolutely key. Yeah. And if, if you don't set goals, what, I mean, what are you doing in life? Like, where are you going? What do you, you're just rolling through the motions, getting to a Friday, getting pissed, having a good time, but you're not thinking about where am I going to be in three months, six months, one year, five years. And if you don't know exactly what the answers to, 
put something up on paper. Give yourself something to work for. Make sure you're setting smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound so you are keeping yourself accountable. Yeah, and if you're sitting and thinking, I can't be bothered making goals, you know, it's, it's too hard, I don't like to think about it, we've already given you two really good goals right in this podcast. First one, clear that high-interest debt. Close the credit card, close your predatory afterpay account, and then the next one, just save that emergency fund. It's yep. as simple as that. Yep. Those are two really easy goals that you will hit. And when you hit them, my God, does it feel good. Yeah. And the reality is as much as this hurts and this will trigger you, winners in life do not take on those high interest debts. Mm. Now, if you've got them right now, that, does, that doesn't matter. We're not talking. And this is a really big thing as well. And maybe should be one of the notes. People who think about the past, people who think about hindsight, people who think about what they could have done better. It does not change anything. You need to draw a line in the sand and go, this is not the person I'm going to be anymore. I'm going to focus on clearing off these debts. I'm going to budget because you can see all of these things are interlinked. I'm going to set reasonable goals. I'm going to go get after my future. Yeah. And Honestly, for people who are triggered by us talking about poor people and habits and people go, oh, look, but they can't do this and I can't do that. I want you to be triggered. We are trying to make you better. Honestly, we're not trying to sell you a course. I just want to make sure that when you hit retirement, you're like, hey, I can retire five years earlier. I could retire 10 years earlier. I have flexibility. I can go traveling around Europe. We are just doing this to help you out. Yeah. And the reality is if you're under 50, nobody's going to be there for you for retirement. Mm. You're all there by yourself. The government's not going to be there to pay you the income that you want because you deserve it because you've paid lots of taxes. You got to look after yourself. Cool. Next one, a scarce mindset. Okay. What are we talking about there, Mike? Yeah, look, so it's the concept of scarcity and how it can impact your decision making. So, uh, you know, if I think uh, when I'm choosing what coffee I buy or, you know, what I'm going to do with my money, you only have a finite amount of money and you're going to have to allocate it towards something and a scarce mindset going to stop you from doing the right thing. Mm, mm. Can you break that down a little bit more for me? Like I'm just, the, the scarce mindset thing, I think it's very, very true, very relevant. But how does that impact whether you're, you're poor or whether you're, you're wealthy? It's focusing on short-term versus long-term, right? It's fundamentally what it comes down to. I spend my money on short-term uh, highs or things that are good, are going to make me feel good now and not long-term decisions. It's sacrificing yourself now to make sure you're better off in the future. So it's um, self-control. It's about delayed gratification. 100%. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Jeez, these next ones are... Ravi, you are trying to get us into trouble. Neglecting your health. So, Mike, there's a link between poor health and financial struggles. Is there? Apparently, there <laughs> is. Um, look, I, I think part of where we, we're heading here is... If you are financially successful in life, or I don't even want to use the term financially successful, you know, you have financial strength, you have financial resilience. It, it links with all parts of your life with the kind of habits that we're talking about. You don't just look after your money, but you look after yourself. You're eating cleaner food, your, your um, environment that you live in is tidy, you're mentally kind of uh, strong. You know you're going out for walks. You understand yourself well enough. You're making sure that you are okay and all elements of your life are being looked after. Yeah. So the next one, gambling with unrealistic expectations. And when Ooh, we're buddy. Yeah, I know. When we're talking about gambling, we're not just talking about going to the casino. We're not talking about your 15-leg multi where the Warriors are going to let you down again. It is about I, wanna, I, I, want the, I want to be Warren Buffett 
and I want to be Warren Buffett tomorrow. So I'm going to do this really risky thing with money to try and get there. Yeah. I mean, the big question this leads to is why are get rich quick schemes so popular? Well, people are lazy. People, uh, I mean, honestly, like get rich quick schemes are popular because people are lazy and they want to be Warren Buffett and they don't want to do anything to get there. Honestly, if you gave me the chance to be like a billionaire tomorrow just by buying one little course on YouTube, I 100% would. Huge upside, little downside. I mean, one of my favorite sayings right now is people overestimate what they can do in six months and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And that's just the, the truth. It's about building small, consistent steps. And the other thing in terms of uh, poor mindsets versus wealthy mindsets and the habits and all of those different things, this is probably going to be the cheesiest thing I ever say, but is 100% the truth is it ain't about the destination. Like the goals are important. It's about where you're going, but it's also about, you know, the steps you take each day and how you feel about yourself and that you're making progress and you're enjoying the things that you do. And if you think that all your problems are going to be solved with money, more money, more problems. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Next one, toxic social circles. So let's say you do a podcast and let's say the bloke that you do the podcast, you know, your wife's always telling you he's a bad influence. He's always dragging you down the rabbit hole. That's what you need to get out of your life. Yeah. Sometimes when people are like, you got to stop hanging out with the wrong crowd. You're like, am I the wrong crowd? 100%. So I think there's a study that the top five people you spend your time with, you look at that, you're the average of those five people. So if you come from, and this is a really important bit with the whole kind of poor um, habits component, is if you come from a background where you haven't been given the best start in, in life, you're maybe the, some of the people you've hung around with as you're developing and growing as a person are people you're suddenly realizing, oh, they're always negative, they're up to bad things, they're not the kind of people I want to hang around. The best thing you can do is take the accountability to change the people you hang around. The conversation, I mean, you might, can probably talk to this as well, Mike. When you like level up the people you hang around, the conversations change in terms of what they're talking about. And you're like, oh, this person's doing this thing, or oh, this person bought this house, or oh, this person's going on this holiday. I wondered how they were able to do those things. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's something that happens by osmosis. You know, you're just the average of the people that you hang out with. And if the people you're hanging out with are buying investment properties, doing, you know, flipping houses, doing uh, developments, by osmosis, you will pick up on those habits. All of a sudden you think, actually, why aren't I doing that? Mm. And then you say, hey, James, how do I do that? Mm. And generally, they'll help you. People love talking about themselves. And it's a huge ego trip to go, I'll take you on this journey because the reality is one, it makes them feel good. And the second is nobody got to where they are. The whole like self, I'm self-made like BS. No, like the reality is nobody is self-made. Everybody got support from other people to get where they are today and become the person they are. Yep. So next one, payday splurging. We see this all the time. The money comes in every fortnight and bang, as soon as it comes in, they're like, oh, I feel rich. I'm heading down. I'm buying that new pair of shoes. I'm going to go spend it. Shout out to the people who are paid monthly as well. Like oh, the, yeah. the corporates out there that pay monthly, shame on you because it is harder for those people naturally. Mm. But 100% is if you live, I mean, essentially, we're also talking about people that live payday to payday. Mm. If you're living payday to payday, once again, you have no emergency fund, you have no financial strength or resilience. 
It's just a stressful way to live your life. And you do, you have no, I mean, we're talking about delayed gratification before. Yeah. If you are going paycheck to paycheck, you have no strength internally around delayed gratification and trying to look after yourself in the future. You're just thinking about yourself in the moment. And if you go, ah, oh, James, screw you. You don't know me, man. You don't know my story. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that's not the reality of the situation. Cool. Next one. Buy now, pay later mindset. So we've already uh, touched on this a little bit already. Um, and maybe we'll move on pretty quick. But the whole buy now, pay later, later mindset is, is coming back to the piece around, I want something now and I don't want to have to earn it. Now, that mindset is not just dangerous in terms of having to pay interest costs, but it also impacts your, I guess, your ability to go on the journey, the kind of your own self-worth around, I've worked for this thing. It's really important to me. You know, the difference between hypothetically earning a Porsche, going on a journey, building wealth, and then buying that Porsche versus somebody giving you a Porsche, you might feel good about that Porsche for a day if you're given it. Probably look pretty cool for a little bit longer. But in terms of how you feel about that asset long-term will be very different. Yeah, and it's very similar to expecting everything to be free, right? Everything in life comes free. Uh, it's, you know, I, I deserve this. It's going to get given to me. I don't have to work. Yes. Yeah. and let's go on a, a really small government rant. So the idea of the... Uh, taxing the the top 300 families that has come out recently. If you think taxing the, I don't care about whether it's fair or not fair, that's a conversation for another day. But if you are thinking that is going to change my life by taxing the rich more, it doesn't have any impact on your life whatsoever. You need to take accountability for yourself. You need to be thinking about how do I run my own life? How do I set my budget? How do I put my goals together? How do I get out of these debts? All of those aspects. If you're thinking, where is my next free thing coming from that I haven't earned or I haven't taken accountability, you ain't going anywhere. Cool. Last one, poor self-care. I mean, this generally wraps up everything we've just been talking about. And I'm not talking about having a shower every day. I'm talking about like really, you know, knowing yourself, getting your goals in place, being like, I'm I'm taking accountability, I'm being positive, and I'm gonna get where I'm going. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's 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 what all of this is all about. That money does not equal happiness, but you need financial strength, you need to have some level of financial stability to be happy. And it'll also make you feel better, better in life as well. That you need to have your house in order, you need to be thinking about your future. And you can't just be sitting on the sidelines waiting for somebody to do it for you because nobody's coming. Yep. Alrighty. If we have triggered you, I'd like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. This has all been for you, all been about your future. Please, we're in this together, right? Like we do this, we're here on a Saturday morning talking to you to help you get ahead. Please just think about not the victim mindset, thinking about what can I do? Just one small step. One of my favorites, um, another one of my favorite sayings at the moment is a boy and a horse is walking through the forest. You don't know where I'm going with this. And the boy goes, I can't see through the forest. And the horse goes, can you see your first step? And he goes, yes. And he says, just take that first step. Thank you very much for joining us. Please make sure to subscribe, give us a review, and we will catch you next time. Cheers.